You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Go ahead, Luke. All right. Welcome to episode 13, I believe, of GRE for Genevieve. Uh, today I have my lovely wife uh, with me via telephone. Uh, so I can be here in the studio and she can keep an eye on uh, the namesake of the podcast, Genevieve, Genevieve as she falls asleep. Um, so this podcast is going to be mostly about um, my wife. <laughs> Last week I was here uh, solo and kind of talking about um, my childhood, kind of what I remembered about it. Um, I thought that would be kind of interesting and cool to hear from my parents, so I thought I would kind of put that down uh, for Genevieve. I think I got through maybe high school. Um, what I found myself talking about or saying uh, probably more than anything else is that there's there's large patches or huge stretches that um, I couldn't really recall a lot or a lot of memories were... Um, you know, I, I couldn't t- I couldn't place you know them on a particular timeline of where or when or what came first. They're kind of a little sporadic, um, which which is is kind of interesting when you think of you know how important those things are to kind of making you become the person you become. Uh, but as I thought about it or listened back to it this week, uh, I, I think. You know, I remember more than I recalled um, when I just sat down and started thinking about it. But what it is, I think a lot of times it's an event or an experience that triggers that memory and then you remember it. Whereas if you sit down and and just think about, hey, what happened when I was, you know, five or six, those things might not come to mind. Um, So I kind of want to do the same thing tonight with Katie. Because I think that would be uh, very interesting to Genevieve. I know she's heard a lot of stories about your childhood. And I think that's definitely Mm -hmm. something uh, important to share with her, you know, as she grows older and ages. But, um, again, I don't think there's always an opportunity or doesn't always come up naturally. Um, I think Katie's dad is really good about... um, you know, when, when we're there and uh, re- retelling or relaying stories from his childhood, which I think just is, is somewhat a natural part of his personality, but um, I think is very helpful well, and, and is cool. Go he's ahead. He's also surrounded by it, too, because he's still living in the same neighborhood where he grew up just down the street and seeing a lot of the same people that, you know, he always has and um so I think maybe it comes easier to him in that sense too, whereas we've moved around a lot as adults. Well, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I mentioned that last week when I was talking about my upbringing, um, how as a, a, a military brat and we bounced around a lot, um, and and I probably don't have the greatest memory compared to some people, but I mentioned when I came to Michigan and then I finally you know started to. Um, get into a group of friends that had known each other since elementary school or before. And I I could definitely see how that could help you reinforce those older memories because, um, you know, you're around people who 
are, you know, telling the same stories, reminding of you of events. Um, but also, like you said, with your dad driving around the same town and, and seeing places that bring up old experiences. Whereas, you know, um, I went to kindergarten in Spain and I, you know, since we left Spain when I was five or six, I haven't been back and there, there's really, uh, not a lot of, uh, cues to remind me of those experiences other than, uh, you know, family members that talk about, you know, occasional experiences from then. Um, but yeah, I think, and, and really you had a lot of that same upbringing, right? As, as my dad or you? Uh, well, just growing up in the same town from when you were born to when you kind of graduated high school. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So definitely. Um, I think that's... But I'm not very thoughtful anymore. I'm not driving around. Right. Remembering right. Everything. And um, so... But I, I, did, this, did a lot of this come up for you in getting that thumb drive of all those family pictures from your dad? Uh, like no, it, it started to remember. No, okay. No, it's always something I'd, uh, kind of planned to do. Uh, Katie referring to, we were just over at my dad's, um, and we, we had, you know, all those, uh, pictures before there was, you know, phones or whatnot, or to get them all online. We had a bunch of, you know, Polaroids or, uh, slides that were kept, but, um, you know, not really organized. They were, if I remember correctly, there were these big uh, cardboard boxes under my parents' bed. And, you know, we'd get them out occasionally and look at them or go through those uh, carousel projector slide things for a, a family night or whatnot. Um, but, I mean, just looking at the ones we have, and we haven't even gotten through all of them, uh, one of my brothers put all those um, on a digital thumb drive, which is cool. I'm looking forward to seeing those, the ones I haven't yet. But um, it did yeah, remind me of see if like that brings up, you know, more storytelling memories, things that stories that you can tell Genevieve um, versus just, yeah, that was our house or that was our dog, you know? Yeah. And I, I think there will definitely be some of that. Um, but and I think we talked about that. I think it uh, kind of shows the, the different age we're living in now where. Uh, we were looking at, you know, my oldest sister, you know, between, and, and I think they probably took the normal amount of pictures as, you know, other people of the day, but from the time she was, you know, zero to the time she was 20, there was probably, I don't know, 200 pictures of her. And now you have that, yeah. you know, the first two weeks of a kid's life, if not sooner, just because of the technology available which uh, I think is kind of cool, kind of interesting. Um, I mean, we used to watch uh, VHS tapes from our camcorder yeah. that, you know, my dad took. And there's probably only like six or seven of them, but we'd watch them again and again and again. And Yeah, we did the same thing. Yeah, and I've seen a couple of yours, um, you know, whether they were recitals or birthday parties or uh, – and, and, you know, there, there are these events, but uh, it, it wasn't so handy that you got everyday events uh, or a lot of them. Um, so I think that's kind of cool, too, is there just be not infinite, but just so much more uh, video to go back and 
and look at. And, and it's kind of interesting because so many people take pictures and they never go back and look at them. Um, but even so, it, it's kind of We nice. don't do that, though, on our phones. Like, Jenny's always going through old pictures, and I'll do that if I'm bored, too. I'm yeah. Every picture we've taken of her. Yeah, and you definitely do that times. with your... Uh, uh, with Genevieve and and I usually go I'll go through the ones like you share with me and your mom because usually those are the good ones so it's kind of like a, a self-filter um, but so and, and so while people are saying hey you know enjoy the moment don't be taking pictures of everything there's definitely that aspect but um, on the other side of that coin I can definitely see some value you know in the future having um, more of that personal history captured um, and and the more I do I for those that are just having kids or whatever, I, I think, you know, if if we did anything different, maybe take more videos. Um, yeah. As yeah. opposed those are the to the most fun ones to watch. And then yeah. also making sure that our parents are in as many as possible just because they're getting older and I just think it would be special to have yeah. as many recordings of them with her as possible. Yeah, no, for sure. And what's cool is there's there's still time to do that. Another reason I love to, you know, um, not only get them on uh, the the podcast, but or even yeah, like like video or or make sure record that. I think that's the other thing is uh, when you have a young kid, so much is focused on them and the pictures and the videos, but um, you don't record the people behind the camera. Uh, you some they sometimes get you know, which is still um, you know, she's gotten more camera shy though, as far as videos. Um, but yeah. she's just hyper aware of it sometimes, and she just doesn't act normal right. in the video. Yeah, they, they kind of play it up. But what I like to do today, um, if um, and feel free to cut me off if um, I cut you off, but uh, I, I kind of like to just go through and talk about some of your earliest memories, and then just kind of walk through. Um, you know, through grade school to middle school to high school. And we've talked a little bit. We're trying to kind of focus the scope of uh, the podcast to relationships and education and work. And while work may not be a big part of that, um, you know, through each of those years, maybe talk about uh, stuff outside of school, whether it's kind of your home life or what your hobbies were, uh, you know, all that stuff I think Genevieve would, would find, um, interesting and, uh, okay. Well, as long as I up. keep it in mind that this is for her, because I don't think anyone else is going to find this interesting. That's fine. Don't worry about anyone else other than Genevieve finding it interesting. <laughs> you, you should listen to one last week. That was, uh, I'm sure pale, pale in comparison to yours. But uh, I I can try to ask some questions if that'll help you just kind of uh, roll along and and get the ball rolling if you think that would be helpful. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, please do. I don't know where to start. So, do you remember your first memory or your oldest memory? Yes. Yes, I do. And how old were you, um, and what was it? I think I was between two and three. What? Something. And I was. Maybe closer to three. Carly, my sister, who's 22 months younger than me, was a baby. Mm -hmm. And we were at daycare. <clears throat> we went to a home daycare. And this was probably right before my mom 
quit working to be mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom. Um, and it was nap time, and we were in a bedroom, and there was a twin bed that I was in, and she was in a crib. And I really, really did not like nap time at daycare. And so I was talking to Carly to feel better. I was, like, scared to fall asleep. And then she fell asleep. She's a baby. And I just <laughs> felt so lonely and scared. <laughs> and that's what I remember. See, that's that's very interesting. And and I talked about last week. I mean, I don't remember a whole lot before I was, like, six. Now, and, and you hear this, that, you know, some of the more um, um, emotionally demanding memories, I guess, might be the way to put it. Yeah. Uh, you know, stick yeah. in your brain a little bit more. Now, do you have many memories from that point between then and five and six, or are there just a few scattered I remember, ones? I remember things from preschool. Okay. Um, like school itself. I don't, it's not as much memories of home right. during the preschool ages, but I remember preschool. Um, and then, yeah, once it starts being around kindergarten, I can remember more, I would say. Were you the same way? Uh, yeah, but I, I, I went through elementary school, and I couldn't even remember all my teachers' names. And, uh, oh, it was, those are easy for me. Yeah, it, like, it was still real like sporadic. We said, like, we just ran into my old kindergarten teacher. <laughs> you know, because we still go to that town. Like, yeah. you don't have that right. ability to do that. Yeah. Anyway. No, I think that's definitely um, significant. Yeah. I mean, I remember performing performing in um, a little play in preschool. And it was the, the little old lady who swallowed a fly. Ah, cool. And I was the little old lady, and I had a big, big, like, sheet over me, and I was supposed to, like, eat the different things, you know, and they went under my skirt. <laughs> and... But under the skirt, I was wearing a real skirt, and there was a little boy that kept lifting it up. And so I was just falling during the whole performance. Um, <laughs> uh, that's preschool. That's preschool. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think... Uh, that that's cool, and I'm gonna enjoy this too because I know you've probably told me a lot of these stories, but I'm sure some of them will be new or ones I haven't heard in a while. So we had daycare, and then we had preschool, where you were the star of a play, but had an unruly um, uh, really classmate. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't remember him now or his name or anything. Yeah. Huh. Um, yep. Okay, so what's next? And, and this was in Hillsdale. Was preschool at Mock? I think Mock Elementary is where you went to elementary school, correct? No, this was in the basement of a Presbyterian church. It was called Step by Step. Okay. And when we, well, I I initially toured Genevieve's preschool that she went to. It was in the back of a church, and mm-hmm. it just reminded me a lot of what I remembered of mine. Okay. Um, and so maybe that was a connection of why I chose it, but it was just really cute and unassuming. And do you remember if you went every day, all day type of thing, or no? It was the same. It was the same as what Genevieve did. It was just mornings, and the first I went as a three-year-old, and then as a four-year-old, and the first time it was probably like two days a week, like she did, and the next year it was three. Okay, and then and then you started elementary school, which was at Mock Elementary yes. School. Okay, cool. Yes. 
And I think that's another cool thing, too, that um, you share with your dad is he went to the same elementary school as you, correct? Same elementary. We were born in the same Born hospital, in the same hospital. Same elementary school, yeah. same middle school, same high school. Yeah. See, I, I think that's really cool, which um, uh, being a military brat didn't, you know, moving around a ton and definitely had that uh, connection to my parents and their parents, that kind of genealogy. Uh, but, but there's definitely, I think, something to be said for, um, you know, having physical geographic roots and being able to, uh, you know, kind of share those experiences and those stories and those places, I think, which, um, I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think it was definitely, I definitely felt very secure Yeah. in who I was growing up because of that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and but, I, I mean, you can get into, like, the limitations of growing up in a small town, too, but, um, yeah. Yeah, and, a I, care, and I, I think with everything else, there's pros and cons. Um, and I was thinking that a little bit coming up here, it, it almost feels like you want to, uh, when, you, when you're thinking about your life experiences, you want to have most of the same experiences as other people so you can relate to the majority of other people but also enough different experiences than people around you to realize not everybody thinks the same or there's a lot of different perspectives out there that are legitimate, uh, which is a, a balancing act. And, um, yeah, when and how you grow up definitely definitely affect that. Uh, huh. yeah. yeah. Well, I think I've come to want as many different experiences as, experiences as possible. And so even though... I really loved how I grew up. Yeah. I still wanted to do it differently. Maybe that because just for the sake of doing something different, I guess. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. No, I think so that's... moving around and that kind of a thing appealed to me. Right. Um, maybe not having the same size family as I had growing up just for the sake of different. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, it's really hard to say better or worse just because everything does have its own set of pros right. and cons. Um, it's just difference, probably the better word. Um, but I think, and, and feel free to correct me, but, um, I feel pretty confident in this. I mentioned, you know, not being able to remember that much, you know, before the age of mm -hmm. five or six and, and how it's kind of sad, but kind of interesting because, um, I feel that's probably super, uh, integral or important in how you grow up or in who you become. You know, I mean, aren't, aren't there studies out there where they say so much of the way you view the world is formed in those, you know, first five or six years, um, but then you can't remember them. So uh, I know, but it's really starting to hit, to hit me that like now Genevieve is creating memories that she really is going to. Well, she has a really good memory too because she still talks about things. She does, early, but but that's the other thing too is she's creating. She's she's creating who she's going to become, but it's kind of also sad and unusual to think that in 20 years, she's not going to remember a lot of this part of her life. Uh, yeah. Which is, um, I don't know. My, my gut reaction is sad, but it, it's kind of how it is. But the things that she's doing now is definitely affecting who she's going to become. And, you know, yeah, these decisions yeah. are affecting future decisions, which would affect future decisions, obviously. 
Um, but, but what I was, I was getting to that I think we both shared is even though we can't remember a lot of those experiences in those younger years, uh, something I mentioned last week is something I was very confident in is, um, my home life was super stable, which I'm very grateful for. I know it's not always the case. I feel yours was, uh, from what I can gather the same way as far as, um, you know, whether it was a schedule or you knew your parents going to be there or it's not something like we ever had to worry about uh, where next meal was coming from or, um, you know, there was a, a lot of love and support in the home and all that. So I, I think even though you didn't, we didn't know um, or I can't remember necessarily all those years, you kind of knew how the home life was because of how it was from the years you can remember on, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That security is, is huge. It's big. And it makes you appreciate now that we're adults, like there could have been stuff going on behind the scenes, you know, or like struggles that you just, you just had no idea. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure there I mean, were, I don't know that there were but, <laughs> but, but just, yeah, the stuff that we deal with, now. And, you know, maybe we keep away from Genevieve or, or, you know, water it down. So, uh, yeah. So she doesn't have to, to worry about it for sure. Um, yeah. I think that's for, <laughs> probably definitely happened. Um, okay. Cool. So we're in mock, uh, kindergarten. Teacher's name? Mrs. Bergie. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, she had a very like high pitched sweet voice. <laughs> you met her at the fair this fall. Do you remember? Uh, no. Just little, like really high. Like she's I did not have a great memory. Teacher. Yeah. But see, that's um, not a cool I thing. I followed her around during like the choice time. I just uh, <laughs> sounds like something Genevieve would do. <laughs> but yeah. now kindergarten <laughs> was just a half day for you. Yes. Yeah, it was for mornings, and my dad dropped me off the first day because my mom like she didn't want to <laughs> she couldn't <laughs> take it um and he he like found a little girl that he thought looked nice and took me over to her and was basically like you're gonna be my daughter's friend and she was <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah her name's ashley yeah well you know what those uh that that other girl she's probably looking for a friend too so maybe it, <laughs> it worked both ways yeah <laughs> Everyone's looking for a friend so. in kindergarten, I think. Uh, yeah. do you, do you... And I mean, back then, like all of all of the different like choices we've been even weighing for education for Genevieve, like that wasn't we, they didn't do that. I knew I was going to my school for all the years. <laughs> we weren't moving. Yeah, and we weren't. Yeah, yeah, like that was just. So We've mentioned that very... before. Yeah, it seemed like everyone went to the same school. There weren't, you know, nearly as many Where private or yeah, Montessori or charter schools closest to. to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's definitely changed. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember any other particular events or anything that you remember about kindergarten? I, I remember um, just like I can still picture my kindergarten room when I was learning mm. the pledge of allegiance and also like, which is your right hand, which is your left. 
Um, I remember like learning how to bubble, uh, like fill in the bubbles for standardized testing. It was wow. like the Iowa test, I think. Huh. And then the biggest thing for me in kindergarten was letter people. And I yeah. loved them. So like every week you got introduced and they were big, like inflatable. When you talked about them before, didn't you have a couple of those at home? So my sister got really into them two years later. And at one time for her birthday, she got the letter L because it was her favorite one. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> my funny. mom volunteered a ton at the school. And so I think she like found out the company that they ordered them through. Now you can just like Google whatever, but it's right. harder than so. Yeah. Um, ah, that's cool. Anyway. Huh. Um, Yep. Yep. And yep. my mom, like, even probably parked in, like, the same spot every day to pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> but then she was a stay-at-home mom. And, yeah. That's awesome. But she was always there. Yeah. By the time I got into third grade, she was, I think, itching to kind of work or get out of the house even more. And she became a reading aide for right. third grade classes. So, yeah. She was always around. And I, I mentioned that last week, too, about us going to half day and, and Genevieve or most kindergartens nowadays being a full day. Um, and just there and me wondering if you know that's necessary or I'm sure there's logistical reasons why. But um, I was trying to think of and, and Genevieve's really taken off as far as uh, reading and writing as a kindergartner. And I mentioned I can't imagine I was that proficient or, or fluent at that age were you do you remember being uh that way that early is that where she got it from no <laughs> no i'm pretty sure that i learned to read fairly easily but it yeah. wasn't that early and i don't know if that's just because they really did not teach it until first grade right um so i just don't know yeah well, um, I've always loved to read since, but I just don't remember it that early on. Yeah. Um, well, and I know so, you've put a lot of time and effort into exposing her to that, um, which I'm, I'm sure is 90% of it. Um, but but she was always really pretty resistant to books, <laughs> like yeah. as a toddler. And like I would just kind of pay attention to my friend's kids, and they would like to sit in your lap and be read to. And she was always kind of too busy for that. Right. So I was wondering if it would be easy or not. And yeah, I was pleasantly surprised that something started to kind of, Clip. well, even, <laughs> even like late in her third year, she started doing sounds and yeah, pretty easy from there. Now, and, and I'll bring this up um, as we go through other grades, but um, something else I mentioned is, is, I went to school and I just kind of went to school because that's where everybody else went. I mean, I didn't have a real good um, idea of why I was going, even in the later years, even middle and maybe even high school. I mean, I always did yeah. fairly well. And, um, you know, I had a bunch of older brothers and sisters. I think maybe I just kind of followed in their footsteps. But I don't remember a lot of, mm -hmm. um, you know, sit downs with my parents saying, you know, this is why you're going, or teachers. Uh, whoever's responsibility it was, or maybe they did and I wasn't listening as far as this is why you're here. This is what you should be looking to get out of it um, type of thing. And and because of that, I think I kind of left high school with, yeah, some basic knowledge, but still not a real good idea of what I wanted to do. 
which again, I think you mm-hmm. were different in that route. Um, but so no, not so much. <laughs> no, so that was barely the same. I mean, now that you say that, I don't think I really saw. I don't know. I was just always trying to please get yeah. the highest grade, right? Possible, and I knew that I was. It, I was expected to go to college. I wanted to, but as far as knowing exactly what I wanted to do, no. Yeah. And Um, and I feel that's, that's more the norm than not. Do do you feel that way? Yeah, definitely. And, but I I wonder how 18 year olds are supposed to. Yeah. And, but I also feel like if if you can find something that you're, uh, I don't know what the word is, maybe passionate about or interested in, uh, that you can actually do as a career that that's just that's such a huge um that's such that just puts you so far ahead of the game i mean just like reading early uh or writing really? early I'm thinking like the same or thinking something different about like finding what you're passionate about like I feel like that almost failed me because I did sort of have that idea that that's why I'm going to college and I'm going to Yes, and I'm going to find what I'm passionate about, and I'm going to follow that, and you know, make a career out of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why I chose a liberal arts school, even though the one idea that I had about what I wanted to do was become a journalist. This was not the school to go to. Mm-hmm. Necessary. I mean, you could still become a journalist, you know, major in communications there and stuff, but like it wasn't necessarily the best school for that. Right. Whereas another school I was considering, like a bigger state school, was. But anyways, by you know, I just wanted to do what made me happy and what I, you know, whatever. It just didn't really lead me to a career that I don't know. Well, I mean, and, and you mentioned think, about finding but, that out in college, but I, I think that's a reason why um, being able to maybe investigate that a little bit more before college, you know, in middle and high school so that you kind of hit the ground running in college or a trade school or if it's a different avenue. Um, Because, yeah, once you're in college and then you're trying to figure it out and then at some point you're like, well, I got to make a decision. I guess I'll go this route. And you never really necessarily, um, you know, in air quotes, figure it out. Um, I, I think maybe uh, I didn't spend enough time or I think it might be valuable to kind of proactively um, have that discussion multiple times, um, you know, when they're early, knowing it's going to change. Um, but, but, but again, I mean, they're, they're going to school from, you know, first to 12th grade for the majority of their waking hours for those most, um, you know, that, that, that period of life where they're growing and evolving maybe the most, uh, to, to do that without a clear goal or object just feels like, um, not very efficient. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you're definitely learning of, stuff, but I feel like I even went into it with a pretty good idea of like, sort of the area of things that I was good at yeah. and I'd already explored, you know, I wrote for the high school newspaper and did like lots of extracurricular stuff right. all the way through school. 
tried lots of different things, but as far as like picking a career and then lining up the right school to do that, like that's a lot of pressure to figure out. Yeah. yeah. That young. Well, and you doing that yeah. is, is probably more than most. It's definitely more than I did as far as even going through those steps. Um, what, at what yeah. point did you realize you didn't want to be a journalist or you weren't going to, um, well, I just, I go down I that avenue. Wrong for it. Well, actually, um, I joined the, the hope newspaper, like it oh, was cool. an extracurricular club basically. Mm-hmm. And so my freshman year, I went to a meeting for it, you know, and then they started letting, I don't know how it went about, but like I, I volunteered for certain pieces or something like that. Um, and we'll get into like the details of it, but I interviewed, I lived in a co-ed dorm Mm -hmm. and I interviewed a guy that lived on the third floor for this piece. And he, the way that I quoted him in, in the article, he got mad at me. And I was like, oh, this is like way trickier than (laughs) I realized. And I wasn't enjoying writing those pieces. And that was like the, like, the interviews like when you're just right now like calling and getting those things like was really uncomfortable and so I wasn't really liking that I did I took I did not declare a major right away and I was taking communications classes and um, there was a professor I liked for that but it was just kind of clear that like this wasn't the best school to be because I wanted to do like um be like a reporter like a on tv too Right. I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't feel like the right school to be doing it at. There wasn't that much. Yeah. And I didn't really enjoy the paper that I was on for that. So that's, I think when I let that go, but I was really liking my English classes. Yeah. And and I I think we've talked about that too, um, on, on different episodes is even if you think you know what you want to do, your idea of it and the actual day to day of it are often very different. I mean, yeah. If, yeah, if you grow up for 12 years, say, man, I love animals. I can't wait to be a vet. That's all I've ever wanted to do. But you don't actually go and explore what that job actually is in the day to day and some of the, um, uh, not nicer parts of that or the boring and monotonous parts of that. Uh, you know, it, it could, it can completely change your mind. Um, and, but, but I think that's a, a valuable thing to know and learn. So you're not, you know, shocked by it. Uh, you know, when, when you get into the real world, um, I think is a, a valuable lesson, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Definitely. oh, that's good. So I, I just think it's something that, uh, obviously kindergarten might be a little early, but as she gets older, I think is a good thing to kind of uh, have a conversation with her about. But first grade, teacher. Oh, sorry, what was that? First grade, teacher. I'm still awake. Ah, we only got like 20 more minutes. She can stay up for 20 (laughs) minutes if she wants to. (laughs) Uh, First grade, um, we did a lot of like, uh, my teacher was Mrs. Beck and she was really talented artist and we did a lot of drawings along with stories that we wrote and I would always try to copy her Uh. exactly (laughs) Um, and 
I had a friend in the class who liked to really do her own thing and do things different just because. And then we got into a phase where then we liked to switch papers and write each other's names at the top of the paper. But the teacher <laughs> always knew. And it made me really uncomfortable because she would call us out. But my friend didn't care. I thought it was funny. Mm. <laughs> That's really all I remember. <laughs> That's cool. Uh and then after second grade, I have a couple more questions. But who was your second grade teacher? Mrs. Dye. Oh, and Mrs. Dye. And they and yeah. they live close to your parents right now, just down the road, right? Yes. And Mr. Dye, was he a football coach? Yes, he was the um, head coach at Hillsdale College. For yeah, and he's while. always the one that's walked around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yep. that's awesome. I, 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 didn't, I don't know and why I didn't realize. their youngest son was in school with me. They have five kids. Uh, okay. Very cool. Awesome. So that's up through second grade at home. Um, I know you are, it seems like from stories you told, you had quite a few uh, kids in the neighborhood and there's a pretty uh, healthy social, um, you know, amount of activity as far as uh, playing around, running around, playing games, going to each other's houses, kind of a, uh, yes, summer scenario. was always my favorite in elementary school. Like I lived for summer. Um, uh, I liked school, but I was like so. So I mean, I mean, this is every single kid, but I was so so glad when it was summertime and I did. I loved running around the neighborhood, being cool. at neighbors' houses, and they were at ours a lot too. Yeah, very cool. Um, um third grade teacher, Mrs. Potok, also a neighbor. Oh uh, yeah, yep. Um, um, and that was um, probably the first time, like, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I started playing school a lot in my basement. She gave us a lot of her old materials. And I had, like, some cool. teacher edition textbooks and would play with those a lot. And those were from her. Um so you want to be a teacher just because you liked her so much or you just were at that age where? Um, I, good question. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I always liked school. So I don't know if it was, yeah, that I could see myself in her in particular or if that year I was just really enjoying, I don't know. Yeah. For those who might listen to this in future, uh, Katie did go on to become a teacher. <laughs> That's what she got a degree <laughs> in at Hope College. But uh, cool. Uh, fourth grade? Mrs. Meister. And we wrote a lot. Mm. Like so many stories. Hmm. So that was, I really liked that year. Nice. Uh, fifth grade? Mr. Dunton. Dunton? And yes. Okay. <laughs> He's since passed away. He was like, he was my first male teacher and he's the only one in the whole building i think right and did your um, elementary go to you, fifth grade or sixth grade fifth okay so that was mm-hmm. the top level there yeah okay yep all right so as we um, and i remember oh. it being like a big dramatic thing like leaving mock and we were always like crying about it at the end of the year my <laughs> friends and i even though we were all going together to the same middle school <laughs> But it was just emotional. <laughs> right. Uh, so as we round out elementary school, um, I know it seemed like, and I believe this was an elementary school, 
some extracurricular activities. I know um, you and your sister were in a couple like local uh, plays. That was elementary, right? Yes. So yes. that's something you did. Was that usually was, a summer thing or was that during the school year? It was during the school year. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't think my mom liked that very much because they were late night. Yeah. Because there were adults in the play too, right? And the kids were just like a um, play the kid I, I parts. I did too. Carly did more than me. One of them was the children's one and another one had adults. Okay. Yeah. And that was the first one I did and I was in second grade. So I my missing front teeth and <laughs> I was just seven and I think she said the rehearsals would go to like 10 or 11 Jeez. so she must have hated that yeah and Did... I think she really knew what she was getting into right <laughs> and I only wanted to do it because my best friend was doing it and uh... she was very musical and was like did that all the way through she she even tried to like make it in New York Nice. I was just like in her shadows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so were there any, I know you played sports throughout. Did that start in elementary school as far as t-ball or yes. any of that stuff? What all did you do? T-ball, basketball. Um, that might have been. What else is there? <laughs> uh, I, don't know. I think that was it. Okay. There was no soccer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and those were like, well, basketball might have been winter, but yeah, t-ball was a summer thing. Any um, yeah, in my particular birthdays what? or events you remember during the, I guess, what would you be in fifth grade, like 10 that you recall? Yeah. Or, or family vacations? I know you guys used to go like um, skiing. I don't know if you did it when you were that early or um, no, places you would go. So we used to, but we used to go up north, mm-hmm. like just... Um, pretty often Glen Arbor, the homestead, um, go to the beach and What's the hotel we you said went, you always went to? What's that? The hotel you you guys always went to? Um Amway, Grand Plaza in Grand Rapids. And okay. that was fun because it was something that we did like just because. Like a lot of times it wouldn't be planned far right. in advance or anything. And it was just a super fancy to us. I mean, I would like to go back there now and see if it's like, <laughs> um, right. and just, yeah, we had a restaurant that we would um, go to for dinner every time when we got there. And then one that we would eat breakfast at every time. And yeah, so definitely traditions. And I had an aunt that lived in Grand Rapids at the time too. So we go visit her there. Um, yeah, we took a lot of trips. We first went to Disney World, I think, when I was in fifth grade. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and then you moved to the house you um, were basically in for your whole life, just down the road. Um, what, how old were you when you moved? We moved when I was six. So when I was a baby, like when I was born, my parents did not live in that neighborhood. They were renting a house kind of by Frisbee the Street. And Frisbee Street. Well, how do you know that? <laughs> did my research. <laughs> okay. Then, yeah, then we moved to that little blue house in my parents' neighborhood. And then when I was six, they bought the one that they okay. still live in. Now. So you still have memories of um, that first one, though? I do, yeah. yeah. And I remember looking at 
after the one that they bought. Like, it was just randomly my dad just wanted it. Okay. And, yeah. Cool. So, and all of those are still just down the road from the house he grew up in. Yeah, which is yeah. crazy and kind of goes along with our idea that that that's that's very cool. And just to let you know, uh, and Genevieve knows this, but you guys are within walking distance to Hillsdale College and within walking distance to your elementary school, and um, uh, you know, close proximity to a lot of those um, memory holding locations. Um, yeah. So middle school what was middle school Davis. Yes. And that's six, seven, yep. eight? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so was that a big transition? No. I mean, no. Okay. It wasn't a big deal. Like, it felt like it was going to be, but it really wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I had, so for sixth grade, there was, like, a traditional track where you would switch teachers for all the different subjects. Mm-hmm. And then there was another track, and I don't know how they decided this. I don't know if it was gifted and talented or not, but I think at least some of it was. So there were you just switched between two teachers, okay. and that was the one that I was in, and it was so it was almost like Montessori. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Teaching now, and that they really like gave you so much freedom to work on things, and we did um, a community problem solving project year-long project and where we decided that we were going to start having our school recycle white paper like this was not happening before that Hmm. and so we did this whole project and we wrote grants and we went and presented things to the community foundation it was just like it was really cool what was the name of that uh, organization was it young something or another um, is this where you went to, like, New York or Washington or something? That, is that different? All in, yeah, it's called Future Problem Solving. Oh, yeah, And right. then we did a Community Problem Solving, and they're two, they're, they're alike, but different. It's hard to explain. Right. Um, What's but, interesting yeah, is something really like important. that that's part of school, but also probably something extra, extracurricular, like yes. that, that project base where yes. you're working with people. Yeah, but they built people. it into the school day, so I wasn't like... Right. doing it outside of school. So I don't know how they were able to almost like get away with that, like and still have time for all the stuff that you have to do. I don't um, think that would fly. But that probably <laughs> made a bigger impact on you too, know. right? Than yeah. a lot of the other stuff you learned in school. So the, the teacher that headed that up, Mrs. Miller, she's the one that like you've met when we've been out on walks in Hilltail. Like she's so Oh, she's she have a dog? Like crazy me. No, uh, I think she has walked a neighbor's dog before. Maybe, maybe I remember that. She always wears like that bucket hat. Anyways, <laughs> now middle school was um, that also um, your OJ child teacher, or is that high school? This is the story you always tell by me. What what teacher? Didn't you do like the OJ uh, Simpson oh, trial? That's, that's was that middle school? That was Mr. Dunton. That was elementary. Oh, that was elementary. Fifth grade. Uh, Fifth okay. Grade. Yeah. So, yeah. and you told this story a, a bunch of times, but this made a big impact on you, I think, just because uh, maybe like Montessori, you I had a lot of freedom so well. to do yeah. a lot of things. But basically, what what did you do? You 
you were able to like research the so trial the while it was going trial on. Was going on. So uh, that okay. was like a big deal on the news. Yeah. I don't think I even really knew that much about it. I doubt my parents were letting me like <laughs> watch it. Yeah, but for some reason with friends we came up with the idea that we wanted to reenact it. And he was and like, That's fine. <laughs> our teacher led us and I was to we each had a role. I mean somebody was O. J. His name was Bubba Jones. Who are you? And I was the judge. Oh, Ito? Was that the judge? <laughs> Ito something? Yeah, huh. And I would literally stand outside the classroom, and then he would do, like, the all-rise, and then I would walk in, and he let me sit at his desk. Right. And he would sit off to the back and nod off and fall asleep. And we would, like, <laughs> do this all afternoon for weeks. Uh, in my memory, that's how long it was. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess he counted that as like history or kind of right. But interesting that that's the uh, the stuff you remember. I mean, it's always interesting what we remember and why. But uh, right. Well, I think when adults like listen to you and like let you take, take charge. control of some things, and yeah. it makes it back. I think that's legitimate. Uh-oh. Yeah. So we only have like ten so, more yeah. minutes. So I, I I'd okay. like to at least get Next through. <laughs> That's right. Get through middle school. Um, obviously, we didn't get through as far as your education because you remember a lot more, <laughs> I think it sounds like. Um, so other things in middle school. Did you start playing tennis in middle school? No. Okay, that was high school. I, pl- I started playing tennis in elementary, like the, the peewee rec yeah. stuff. But no, I was not into it. I stopped until high school. Okay. What else do you remember about middle school? You told us a little bit about... I played basketball in middle school. Okay. And sadly, was on the B team. I did not like that. Tra- tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I actually talked about my basketball uh, days last week and um, ended up in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> on the bench. Uh, yeah. But I was pretty passionate. I was about also it. in track, and track was like a big deal for middle school because they hadn't lost in like a lot of years or something, and uh, basically everyone did it, mm. and I really, really didn't like it. Yeah, but I felt peer pressure to do it. So. <laughs> the the so, yeah, maybe uh, one last thing to touch on. Um, I, I remember bringing it up. I don't know, maybe like fifth or sixth grade when I was talking last week. Uh, what, when's the first time you remember, um, you know, like being attracted to someone? What grade do you remember? Oh my gosh, you're gonna cringe. Be, because that, I mean, I that that's a significant part of the the education Ele- realm. Yeah, elementary school. <laughs> yeah, third grade probably. Yeah, I think I said fifth grade or something like that. Um, okay. And, but, but I mean, I, I brought this back to Genevieve a little bit is, uh, you know, your educational experience is probably going to really have a, a big factor on how you approach, you know, learning and discovering things in the future. And, um, even more so the first few relationships you have are probably going to affect how you view, you know, future relationships and how much probably both of us would like to um, 
control that. So at least they're positive experiences, which can be very difficult. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to hear your take on that. Okay. If you have one. Right now? Or is it in the- <laughs> oh. No, we'll, we'll, we'll let you think about it. Maybe we'll do that in uh, in part two. Okay. But, I, I mean, okay. I think that's a big part of, you know, people's, you know, that, that time of their lives, right? You know, whether it's... It is, and I think it's... In, and not just I romantic relationships. Having healthy relationships like as an adult. Like, I think that... Yeah. If you wait too long, like if your parents are too protective over you or something, like then I think it might be harder. Yeah, and not just romantic, but with friends and with family and with coworkers. It's um, and and we've talked about this age appropriate practice from the beginning. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about when choosing a a educational experience for Genevieve. you know, the importance of being somewhere where you could have a a social learning experience um, and kind of uh, not, not even always a, a good one, but maybe one where you're not always comfortable. So you're learning how to. Um, I mean, that seems like it's the main thing that's going on. It's <laughs> the main kind of learning. Yeah. Um, above all else is that social. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, when, when you look at it, 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 I think it could be argued that that's the most important. I mean, it's going to it's going to creep into every single aspect of your life, you know, how you how you treat people and how you react when. Um, yeah, when you're treated well or poorly, um, I, I was thinking about this the other day day and we just have a minute but you know how they say you know everything you need to learn you learn in kindergarten or whatever that saying yeah. or poem goes yeah and yeah and i think that's super simple and most people can agree to that and most people can do those things like be nice and share and stuff i think mm-hmm. i think most of us run into issues when other people don't do those same things you know we're fine sharing and being nice, but when someone else isn't nice or doesn't That's share, so then so everything's out the window that. and we all become <laughs> monsters because we're, <laughs> we're yeah, because it's not fair or whatever it may be, but maybe that's a topic for another show. Um, Which, like, at the kindergarten age, it's so normal for them to tattle and all of that. But I guess what I was going to say to your point before that, too, is that you really develop, it's important to develop in your sense of self when you can see how you relate to other people, like seeing what they think of me or how, what they, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I I think that is important, but also to realize how much, how much weight should I give their opinion? Yeah. Yeah. And some people's opinion should probably deserve more weight. Uh, based on certain factors and probably maybe your own opinion should always carry the most weight. And that's always a balancing thing and kind of a tricky gray area. But uh, yeah, no, I I totally yeah, agree. Not letting other people like define you, but, you know, having a sense of, yeah, how you relate to them and where you fall. Yeah, just getting that feedback. Yeah. 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 
Well, okay. Katie, I uh, appreciate it. I've definitely uh, learned a couple of new things, which is always a joy. Uh, is Genevieve still around? <laughs> yeah. Genevieve, if you can yeah. hear me, uh, love you, buddy. Uh, Katie, love oh, you. Sorry, she can't hear you, but yeah, okay. We'll see you later. All right, love you. See you guys in just a little bit. <laughs> All right, bye. All right, thank you for listening, and that's it.